You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. The bottom of the hour, uh, we'll play some Impossible Flames trivia, brought to you by good friends at VK Bruco and Burwood Distillery. Uh, we're still taking your uh, fake e-bug goalie names, 960, 960, name and location. Some of these are really good. Because um, Dusty Nichols sounds like a fake e-bug name, but it's not. It's a, it's a real dude who was the e-bug for the Flames on Monday night. What's your best fake e-bug name? 960, 960, name and location. And man, does it get cold in Finland. We'll do that <laughs> to wrap up the show. But right now, he does a terrific job of covering the Calgary Flames for the Athletic. On the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, I guess, Holland, we say good morning to our man, Julian McKenzie. J-Mac, how's it going, pal? What it do, baby? Good to hear from you guys. What's up? Um, we uh, I talked about how uh, Sports at 960, the fan employee, Azam, was shelled last night in ball hockey. The guy saw it a lot. He, he faced a lot of shots <laughs> last night. Even Julian. goals on him last night. Yeah, Julian scored on him last night. Ooh, that's when you know vibes are bad. Wow. Well, oh, sorry. No, oh, sorry. This mic's on. Oh, my goodness. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I get it. I'm I, not expected to be uh, a a scorer on the team. Yeah. I'll have you know, though, I'm uh, I'm doing pretty well these last few games. Three goals. Three goals on the season. Julian's laying it up. Poor Azam. It felt bad for him. Faced a lot of yeah. shots last night. You you had to embarrass him with the Forsberg. Well, is that what you did? Yeah. First goal. Breakaway. Oh, good. Yeah. And I'm like, because I, then I apologize to him and go, sorry. He's like, no, it was a good move. It was a good move. Uh, I felt bad for Zom. I'll see him tonight. We have a meeting. Uh, we have a big uh, outing tonight, a holiday party. Don't call it Christmas, holiday party. Um, can I share with you my uh, my take that Matty Rose got really upset about in the 7 o'clock hour? Sure. Um, we saw it, and I'm waiting for Sportsnet Stats to give me the numbers on it. Matty and I got in a heated discussion because he thinks this is a really stupid idea, and I like when Matty gets fired up. <laughs> Um, here's my idea. And I was thinking about this flying back. I had my fist underneath my chin and I was looking out the window and I thought about this. I'm like, there's this, I go, this take is flawless. So it's got a lot of flaws. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. You're about to say the most pensive you've ever been. Um, so (laughs) here we go. Um, if you take a penalty in overtime, cause it's three on three, you go three on two instead of four on three. Your thoughts. No, that why? No, why? Thank you. Like, no, like two is way too few people to, I mean, if, two people I find is just not fair enough of an advantage to to defend a power play in overtime. Three on three is you're thin enough as it is. Four on three is a much better setup. Why? Three on two. To, th- two. Okay, you have two people on the floor or on the ice. Yes. Just, just, just I'm, I'm th- still thinking ball hockey here. Okay, don't How think How are you defending hockey. a power play with two? Fine. How are you defending two? Yeah. Pe- how are you defending with two people on a power play? He, here, here's my here's my argument to that. The point of three on three overtime is to not get to the shootout. Correct. That's why the MNHL did the three on three overtime to the to settle more to games win, in overtime. To find a winner in over. Exactly. It's right. The point to not get to a shootout. That, that right. It was the point to not get to a shootout. Correct. They would have a shootout. Yes. But that's what the league. They want less shootouts. And if you go three on two, I would imagine that would create more goals in overtime. And that's only if you take a penalty, right? Because three on three is a gimmick to begin with. So why not even go more gimmicky? That's my point. The only way I would accept that is, and this probably makes it worse, if it's going to be three on two, 
don't make it a two minute penalty and only keep the puck in the offensive zone for like yeah let's just add like seconds. more rules just add like well, a whole bunch more but rules. they wanted to for three on three like the over and back thing yeah no that's they and, do want to do and that, that's that's yeah. that that one's easy to police that one's easy to police well this is easy you take a penalty it's three on two what happens if they take another penalty three on one Okay, now we've jumped the shark. You just have fewer people on the ice. Yep. And they take another one? I don't... Well, they can't take another one. Three on O? No people. Well, sure. They, they could. Well, they could. Hypothetically, they you could. shot the puck over the glass. Well, then you just got to take another you man off. What, we're well, we're, we're all we're getting rid of the sanctity of the sport and keep just taking guys off again. the ice, left, right, and center. Again, like again, three on three is not a part of the fabric of the game. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying let's solve more games in overtime three on two instead of four on three I just throwing it out there julian part of the fabric of the game i hate when people say that <laughs> like it's a it's a it's a it's gimmicky three, we, yeah it's a gimmick it is gimmicky but but at its best it's fun it's cool there's end-to-end action again three on two would be fun you don't know that goals are fun you don't know there would be more goals i don't know that that's what i'm saying i want to see it I want to see you, it. You, Try can go it watch, you can go watch practice. They do three-on-two drills all the time. Yep. But it's not a power play. But it's three-on-two. I get it. Because that's what they practice all the time. Right. Off the rush, and I get it. But I want Or to see set it. up off the cycle. Yeah. It happens all the it. time. I'd love to see it in the American Hockey League first. We're waiting for the four-on-three power play numbers in overtime to come in. Yeah, because Matty Rose said it was like 90%. Okay, but also, I want to clarify, I was quite frazzled. And I was thinking in my head, because your take was so ridiculous, I was thinking in my head that a good power play was about 80%. And I was like, 10% better than 80 is 90. That's really good. And it turned out I was thinking about the penalty kill numbers because I was so frazzled, and I continue to be. Okay. By the the way, if if Matty Rose thinks this is a ridiculous idea, I mean... That's saying something because I I don't know I think I usually mm. think Matty Rose is a little bit more of a liberal guy when it comes to ideas. I've I heard that today actually. To be, hmm. That being said, like I mean I I agree with Matty. I think three on two that might be a little bit too far, a bridge mm. too far for me. Okay, but the fact that he is so steadfast on this not being a good idea, that's when you know All right. you've uh, you've you've crossed a bridge. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good point. I I am the barometer. Okay. Yes. I would uh I'd like to see it. Um you wrote a piece about the Flames power play. Um how frustrating you think it is as an organization right now that they just struggle with the man advantage in general? It's the most it, it I wouldn't say it's the most frustrating thing, but it's extremely frustrating when you consider that in the off season when Mark Sorrow was brought in into training camp, the idea to have him there was to have an offense that would be free of the so-called limitations that were put on them with Daryl Sutter's head coach. Because that was what was the narrative, right, from last year, where Jonathan Huberto has that big slump and all those points dropped from the year prior. Elias Lindholm is not necessarily playing at that high level that he played in 2021-2022. A lot of that has to do with his line mates, but his offense takes a step back. But, hey, Tyler Toffoli had a career year. Michael Backlund had a career year. But there's some other guys on that offense who needed to step up and needed to be better and ultimately need to be in a different system that maybe could allow their gifts to be better. And now we're looking at this team and you're thinking, hmm, okay, maybe they're not a fit for this offense that was supposed to encourage that. That's the way I see it. I think it's a personnel issue less than a uh, than Mark Savard's tactics not necessarily working. I think you need more 
faster, younger, skilled players for that power play to work. At five on five, they found a way to to make it work by keeping things simple, chipping and chasing, working in the boards. And I, I just feel like it's it's a scenario where they don't have to think as much compared to the power play where it's too, you have to have the puck two seconds or less. You're playing with speed along the wall to try to enter the zone. It's you got to know where everyone is at all times. Like it's it's I think there's so much more of a thinking process with with that power play and and i think there's a lot of details that you know the team says that they're able to get down but i mean it hasn't necessarily worked and they're still finding combinations that work i practiced the other day we saw two power play units and none of them had rasmus anderson on them right like we're 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 still seeing a team that's trying to find ideas that can work on the power play and the fact that at least lately has not produced results it has to be frustrating especially for a team that thought they had found a way to be more offensive after last year and it has not resulted in that one of the things that you point out is that you know knowing where everybody is and where they're going to be and what they like to do that's so important to the power play and lately they've been shuffling units around because things haven't been working and and that's what you do but I do wonder as we've started to see the lines show a little bit more chemistry here if it's one of those things that Maybe just with time, it'll start to click. But at the same time, you don't really have a lot of time. Do you, do you feel like some of the chemistry that we're seeing with the lines of five on five could maybe carry over and help here? That's a good question. And, and to your point, I'd love to know what you mean by not having a lot of time because we're still only a quarter into the season. And what's helping the Flames right now is the fact that even though this power play is not working, they're still getting results and they're still winning games. The fact that they got that win over Vegas that's i mean there have been some other games where maybe they've looked a little better in those wins but that's probably the biggest win they've had all year and the fact that they're within striking distance of a playoff spot i don't have the standings in front of me i don't know if they're still in a playoff spot or if they're like a point or two down but like they're right there and the fact that they've been able to be in that position in spite of that power play being bad like that's going to be a positive for them so if it starts to click and they keep this momentum going and the goaltending continues to hold up, then it's something you won't have to worry about as much going forward for this team. It's just that right now, you're right. They need to continue to move around some different combos, figure out some stuff that works. If it's anything like how they were going about their lines at five on five, we're likely just going to continue to see some kind of juggling until we find something that works. If you're the Calgary Flames, I should say. Like, it's basically what we're going to expect to see until it works. Do you feel like the four lines at five on five are are kind of starting to roll now? I think there's something there. Uh, I think the idea of of having, I mean, Amandrapani and and Lindholm on a top line, that seems to be like a mainstay. Uh, Backlund, Huberto, I really don't think you should do anything to that line. You should just keep it as it is. Uh, The Zeri, Pospisil, Kadri line is a good line, I think. Uh, I've liked AJ Greer on that fourth line, and it's a bit of a shame that the game. Well, no, it, it, it's weird to say that it's a shame the game went as it did, but there were so many stories from that Monday game where, you know, the Dusty Nickel story, the Dan Vladar story, Mackenzie Weger uh, getting the OT goal. The loss in all of that, AJ Greer on that fourth line, he's actually been a pretty solid waiver wire pickup for, for this team. And when it comes time for Matthew Coronado to come back up, and I know they still have roster spots, they could do it. When Jacques Peltier has to return to the lineup as well, I mean, you're going to have to look at the lineup and think, okay, someone's going to have to go. A.J. Greer right now is making his case to not 
be that guy to be put down on waivers because of the fact that he's been able to get goals. Uh, well, he's got at least four on the year. He's part of that large uh, scoring by committee plan that the team has going on right now. And he's been able to provide energy on that fourth line. He's been able to skate a little bit too, whether it's been him, Dubé, or or Dewar, or, or Sharon Govich has seen that time on that line as well. Uh, I think we're starting to see this team, at least with their forward lines, and at least that five on five, they found something that works at least a lot more consistently than it does with their power play. Julian McKenzie covers the Flames for the Athletic, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan. Is A.J. Greer the best move Craig Conroy's done so far as GM of the Flames? Yes. I, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it is. I, it, the fact that they were able to retool that fourth line you guys remember the fourth line from last year with with trevor lewis and and milan lucic and eventually they get walker doer in on that fourth line but it was older it was slower you know they had the veteran presence and yeah they chipped in with goals from time to time but you wanted if you're the calgary flames you want a team that is faster you want a team that can skate you want to see younger players in your lineup that's still a work in progress for some of those things i mentioned but the fact that AJ Greer has been able to be a part of that, and he's like, I think he's at least like one goal off from matching his career high in a season. This is a guy who could probably end the year with like eight or nine, maybe 10 goals. Like, that's pretty good for a guy you got off waivers for yep. free. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, unless there's a guy I'm missing, I mean, some people will look at, hey, you were able to get the Michael Backlund signing going. Hey, the fact that you mm. didn't sign those pending UFAs to anything mm. might be a better move. And hey, if you flip them off for assets, that might be the best thing you've done. But considering the fact that Craig Conroy spent a lot of the summer not really doing that much uh, because the trade market did unfold his way, plus he's just waiting to see what those UFAs were thinking. Yeah, I guess it, it, it's kind of weird to say by default he's the guy, but at the yeah. same time, he has actually played well enough to deserve his spot on the roster. And, he, and he's so personable, too. Like, listening to him post-game, like, he's such, he seems like such a good dude and always thanking the fans. Like, he's just... Did you see the video of him in the hotel while they were on the trip and he was wearing his hoodie for the interview? No, I didn't see oh that. That God. one, he, he did not look as pristine as mm. maybe he did What's in his right? post-game interview. Well, it might have caught him a little early. The, the backline extension's pretty good, too. That was the other one that comes to mind. I was thinking, I was like, well, what like, else Better was than the Osterley really? signing. Osterley and then there's right? a Sharon Govich to Probably trade. better than the Sharon Govich trade. Although, Although Sharon Govich has, has better been, numbers than Tyler Toffoli right now. He's been better. Sharon Govich is a good... He's, yeah, I, I still think that they didn't sufficiently replace Tyler Toffoli in the fact that they don't have a really good, like, goal scorer on this team and i think the fact that he's no longer on this team they're missing that i understand that he's an older player and to sign him long term would have created some issues and all that but i i don't think they've replaced him but i do think sharon govich has been a good he's he's finding his way on this team and he's a player who is a little bit versatile in terms of the spots he can play on a forward lineup uh in terms of him being able to get time on a power play you can put him in a spot there you can Put him on the penalty kill as well. He, he's he's like a Swiss Army knife in a weird way. It's just not exactly the same output expected from him compared to what you would get with a Tyler Toffoli. Uh, but no, I I think that was okay. I get the Jordan Osterley move, maybe not as great, but at the same time, like it's like an he was an extra defenseman to begin with, 
and the fact that they were able to kind of punt on him early on in the year, I consider that a no harm, no foul type of situation. Uh, but yeah, Greer and Sharon Govich, I guess, are among the better. I mean, even then, yeah, because of the fact he traded away Tyler Toffoli and he's still doing pretty well in New Jersey and he fits a need over there that you still kind of need in, New, in in Calgary here. That's a bit up in the air. AJ Greer, you got him for free. Uh, and to your point, George, about him being like a nice guy, I keep thinking of when I was in Montreal during the road trip. Uh, obviously, him being a, a Quebecer, uh, the French media is going to descend on him and ask him questions. Uh, I don't remember specifically the interview I kind of eavesdropped in, but he was asked about Jonathan Huberto, and he mm. did have a lot of nice things to say about him from what I remember. So I, hope I, so. I think that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think the fact that it's such a short time, he's been able to kind of fit in that fabric. Uh, yeah, I think that's really good for for this team. I know for sure I'd, I'd like to try to just talk to him and get to know him more. It just feels as if, like, there's been so many other guys on the team I've wanted to talk to for other stories. But, yeah, I, I think the A.J. Greer story is uh, – that's that's definitely a guy I want to get to know a little bit better in the locker room. Um, just following along on, on Flames Twitter during wins and losses and how uh, a lot of people saying, hey, team's really fun to watch, really taking on to Ryan Huska's system now, better defensively, looks a lot more organized in the D zone, but also trade everybody. Um, uh, not even looking into next season. Let's play that hypothetical game, Julian, where they do trade Hannafin, they do trade Tanev, they do trade the door off. What is this blue line going to look like if this team's actually still in the mix for a playoff spot towards the end of the season? Oh, it's going to, I don't even know if I could say this word. Uh, the other word for, but mm. I can say it. I can, yeah, can, yeah. I, can I say that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you deep. Yeah, the defense is gonna look like ass. No one thinks about that. No one thinks about that. Yeah, most of the defenders you. I'm asking you that question. Hell yeah, they're gonna look like ass. Yeah, because most of your defenders are pending UFAs. Yeah, and if you offload all of them, then you're gonna be in a situation where it's like, oh boy, Jordan Osterley is your top four defenseman, and you need defensemen to get yourself going if you want to make the playoffs <laughs> and i don't know like it it is what it is right like and, and i still i still think it's a question worth worth asking i know it was asked in some way during the golf tournament about hey if this team is in a playoff spot like in one of those top three divisional spots what do you do with this roster if this team going through this stretch of games uh continue to get wins over teams like a vegas if they play well enough against teams like dallas and guys are getting all into the system and they're all inspired, and they're all confident, and they enter the trade deadline, and they're in a wild card spot. If you're Craig Conroy, what do you do? I think there are people who would look at that scenario and say, hey, trade everyone. That's what you should do. Look at what Nashville did last year. Is that something Craig Conroy and the Flames are, is that something they're willing to do? I think that is a question worth asking. Be Weger and Anderson skating thirty-two minutes a night. De Simone and Gilbert, it's like they're a junior all over again. Yeah, and go like a so yeah, Poirier and Slovyov. Right. I mean, yeah, you get to see Poirier. You yeah. get to see him if he's healthy at that point. That's fair. You don't have to see Jordan. I know I said Jordan Osley top four. You're right. That doesn't have to happen. But yeah, Weger Anderson would be your top pairing for sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't say right. Okay, I, I assume sorry. at some point take, you take someone back to make good. the money work as well on one of and, those. And, and here's yeah. why that may be like, like, do you think the Hannafin extension really is that out of the question? 
You think that's done? That ship has sailed? Or you think there's still a chance the door's slightly ajar that that guy stays in Calgary long-term? Well, the team has to play, like, the, the team has to show over the, this next little while that they're worth keeping those assets around. And that still might be a toss-up of, you know, whether or not it's the right thing to do. I, until otherwise, I still think he's not going to come back. I understand that it was very close, but I, I still would be very surprised to see him come back only just because we've, we've heard the reports in the past that like, you know, he would like to, you know, continue his career in the States and stuff, but Hey, he could change his mind. It's totally fine. If, if he does that, I'm happy to be wrong on that, but I don't know. I, I, I just see the, I still see the flame selling, but I still think it's worth wondering if this team plays well enough and they're in a position where they feel they can compete. You know, does that make Hannafin want to stay? What about Elias Lindholm? I mean, I think it's a it's a money thing at this point. It, if, if he's having himself a, a good year, his game's picked up lately. Is that enough for him to say, you know what? I'll stay on this team and, and sign this deal. I, I don't know. Like, I think those are questions worth asking. And I'll, and I'll say this about defense. Like, if, if you have Weger and Anderson as your top pairing, it's not going to be all that bad. You could, and if you're able to get in Jeremy Poirier on that defense, that's going to be exciting for fans to see too. That second pairing that might be a little janky with with who you might have to. If it's going to be Dennis Gilbert, Nick DeSimone, that's not as inspiring. That's a pretty big drop off. Um, but yeah, I, but I don't know. I I I think I mean yeah. I, I still think the defense is not going to be at a high level if you sell off all those assets. It's just maybe it's not going to be as bad as I initially jumped to conclusions with, but it could still be bad. Where are you at on the Matt Coronado recall conversation? It, I think it'll happen eventually. Yeah. Uh, I think he's, from what I've been able to to see, and I know you're at AHL games, so you definitely see more. Uh, it seems like he's producing, like he's getting time on the power play. He's he's at least helping to create chances there. And getting time shorthanded too. Like, I mean, that was the plan for him. They were going to try to put him in as many situations as they could. And the fact that he's at least getting some production up in the AHL, <clears throat> excuse me, that's a good sign for him. So I, I think it'll happen. I don't, I don't want to say relatively soon, but I think he will end up back with the Calgary Flames. And when he does end up back there, I made that point in my article, in my, in one of my latest articles, you put him back on that power play and you put him in a position where his shot is 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 the target here i don't think it makes sense for him to be a net front guy i know it kind of worked in preseason once but i think it makes more sense if you have him on the wing you have him in a spot where you can feed him the puck and get the shot off let that let his best thing about his game be something that could help the power play out who plays first for the flames again matt coronado or jacob Pelche? I would say Matt Coronado, only because hmm. I don't expect to see Jacob Peltier until, like, I, I still think the All-Star break is a realistic target. It could be earlier. I mean, the fact that he's already got his locker stall up and he seems like he's doing individual drills is a good sign. But uh, my understanding is that you shouldn't expect to see him again until the new year. But that could change. Maybe the timeline speeds up and accelerates fast enough to a point where he's back earlier. But I would think that Matthew Coronado will get called up before Jaco Peltier gets that opportunity. I think it's also still easier for them to call up Matthew Coronado and not have to shuffle the lineup around compared to 
having to take uh, Jacques Pelte off of LTI, and then you might have to do some juggling. Uh, Julian McKenzie does a terrific job of covering the Flames for the Athletic. Uh, we're still waiting on what the power play numbers are, four on three in overtime from sport. Oh, wait, I just got an email from, no, it's National Bank Open and then Patrick Dumont with show notes, but we were close. So close. Waiting for Sportsnet staff to tell us what the power play percentage was for teams on four on three in overtime last season and what the Flames were. Mm, on also four important. On three. We'll get both of those coming up. Uh, Julian, I think the Flames against the power against a four on three were like 0% last yeah, year. Like zero? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Julian, terrific stuff. Um, we're having a station outing tonight. I uh, hear you might be crashing it. Confirm or deny? Uh, you might have to wait and see. Ooh, okay. Sounds like a no. I like that. Um, Julian, terrific stuff, pal. Thanks for this. All right, y'all. Peace. There he is on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Julian McKenzie uh, does a terrific job of covering the Flames for the Athletic. He's co-hosted this show, too, while you were in yes. Italia. Yes. Friend of the program. I was in the land of Tommy DeVito. Yeah, you, you were <laughs> the land of Tommy DeVito. You know, one of those things on Sunday where... <laughs> You know when you make a bed and you're like looking at yourself in a mirror and you're like, "What are you? What, what? Like, what were you thinking?" You're like putting on the clown makeup. Yeah, like, like that's what pretty is... much. Yeah, you get the big red nose out. Yeah, Bonk. pretty much what I was doing. When I'm like, "Why would you take the Patriots as a favorite on the road? Like, why were you such an idiot?" Like, and I was like disgusted with myself. I'm like, "What a stupid!" Just like I took the Saints as a favorite on the road. I'm like, "What a stupid bet!" Like, I wasn't I wasn't thinking that through. What like the doing? Patriots? Pat. Like who? Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi? We don't know. And then Tommy DeVito, the Just darling of New Jersey. Winning, baby. Can't stop winning. What did we do last week, Mama's by the way, on Best Cutlets. Bets? Did we know? We were all three and three. Oh, no, really? no, 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 no. We were, oh, uh, no, you guys. George and Matt. Yeah, George and me both went two and four. Oh, okay. You were three and three, but there was a clerical error. Okay. Of course no, there was. Of course there was again. All right. Um, We'll play in Peter Boston. Klein went four and two. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Now, um, no, I went three and three. Oh. <laughs> Clerical error once again. Okay. Clerical. It was that Eagles. Right Do we it, have anything? It was that Eagles game. It was three and a half. They won by three. I put it on green. Ah, it's only oh. a half point. Hey? It's always the damn right. half point. Got to buy the hook. I hate okay, these half uh, points. Okay, we got lots to do coming up. Uh, straight ahead. We'll play Impossible Flames trivia. Okay. We'll do some names, uh, your fake e-bug names. Some uh-huh. of these are great. And uh, man, it gets cold in Finland. <laughs> We'll do that. And uh, Patrick Dumont knows the answer to Impossible Flames trivia. Patrick, your thoughts? Uh, it's relevant. Very, very relevant. Okay. Great. We'll do that next. Oh, good. Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Lots to do in the next 20 minutes. Um, we've been taking your, again, God bless Dusty Nickel. It just sounds like a fake e-bug name to me. I'm sorry, but it does. Give us your best fake e-bug names, 960, 960, name and location. Some of these are really good. The text line never disappoints when it comes to stuff like this. No. You're pretty clever, They're and good. I enjoy that about you. It makes our job a lot easier when you're clever and funny. I like it. Keep them rolling in. Um, also, it can get really cold in Finland. It's cold in here right now. It is chilly. Um, have, have, we even, have we even talked about Patrick Kane signing with the Red Wings? I think I mentioned it in the morning report once. I'm not really surprised. We were on it a little bit more yesterday there with because it, it broke right as uh, we had Nick Kiprios on and morning report was going on. We were just didn't have the term yet, and we were waiting to see if he could squeak out an extra year, which was, he was kind of hoping for. No, he only got the one year, which, it, which is fair because nobody's come back from this hip resurfacing and done well. 
nobody. I get Pat Kane is is a superstar, one of the greatest ever to play the game. But Nick Backstrom just went through it. He can't play hockey anymore. Ed Jovanovsky was on uh, Real Kipper and Born yesterday explaining what he went through because he was one of the first guys to go through the hip resurfacing. I think he played like maybe a handful of games the rest of the way. So I'm really interested to see how, because we're talking, about, oh, reunited with the Brinkett. The Red Wings are going to go. It's a big surgery, and, and it, it, nobody's come back from it. So well, I'm really uh, interested to see how this goes. Apparently, scouts who watched him said he looks pretty good. Yeah. And he doesn't look uh, see how he's in game action. Limited yeah. like, like he taking has physicality been for multiple years. Right. Like apparently the biggest thing that a lot of people have noticed watching the videos is it's the dexterity. Hmm. Like it's the agility hmm. that is improved, which is kind of his bread and butter. Stop to start. The the tight turns hmm. in a phone booth, avoid guys off the rush, create chaos that way. That's yep. kind of his how he's made his money. Hmm. But can he do it? 18 minutes a night. Doesn't or, have to be 18 minutes a no, night. No, it doesn't have to be 18 minutes. Maybe it's 15 to 18, probably somewhere around there. But pa- apparently, pa- play one. Alex play to bring one. it, despite their age gap, as uh, one of his best boys. Yep. So, so, hey. From their time in Chicago, mm-hmm. when DeBrinket would have been just coming into the league and Kane would have been in those. I wanted to say mature years, but. Mm. Hmm. Uh, those later years in Chicago. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Going to be interesting. Uh, I, I think eventually. And again, it's it's hilarious how in Buffalo they they romanticize, you know, um, Gronkowski was always going to sign with the Bills because he's from Buffalo. That was always going to happen. It never did. Patrick Kane's always going to sign with the Sabres. So far, never did. Chip Kelly was always going to be a coach with the Bills. I don't know if I ever felt like Patrick Kane to the Sabres was a done deal. I, I've been it, to it, a game it where... Was, it he, was a rumor... That had a lot of legs, but I never felt like that was like in the same sense like Jerome McGinley to Boston, Boston was a done deal, mm. right? Like it never felt like it was Rumors that close. That are false. Good thing we haven't had that the last 48 hours. Mm. Um, it's time to do it. It's Wednesday. I didn't do it last week. So it's time to ramp it up. The difficulty. Uh, it's time to play some Impossible Flames trivia. Hit it, GVP. Get your thinking caps ready, because it's time for George Russick to deliver today's Impossible Flames Trivia Question. I think that intro is growing on me, to be honest with you. <laughs> nope. Impossible Flames <laughs> Trivia is brought to you. I think it's really good. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I think it's really good. Uh, it's growing on me. Impossible Flames Trivia is brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from in-house Vacay Bruco and Burwood Distillery, 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest, and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. It's easy. I give you three current or former members of the Calgary Flames. you got to find the connection, my stupid little brain. If you do, you win a $50 gift card to Vacay Bruco and some swag. And every all indications from Vacay Bruco, everyone who's won this gift card has a damn good time when they go and cash it in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you couldn't. They got the yard games, obviously not applicable now, but they chilly. had that new patio opened up yeah. over the summer. Yep. It's a great little spot. It yeah. feels really cool. Ask them for the tour. They'll show you all over. Absolutely. All right, let's do it. Uh, you ready for uh, name number one? Yeah, hit me, bro. And, and by the way, text us in 960-960, name and location to win. Here is name number one. Dominic Simone was born on August 8th, 1994, and is a Czech professional ice hockey forward currently under contract with HC Sparta Para of the Czech League. Hmm. Dominic Simone. 
He was selected by the Pittsburgh Penguins 137th overall in the 2015 NHL entry draft. On October 22nd, 2020, Simone agreed to join the Calgary Flames by signing a one-year $700,000 contract in the pandemic-delayed 2020-2021 season. Simone struggled to find a role within the Flames, going goalless in 11 games before he was re-signed to their AHL affiliate, the the Stockton Heat. Yeah, I I remember Dominic Vaguely? Simone. Yeah, he played like a couple years in Pittsburgh and had like a couple good shifts with Sidney Crosby. <laughs> it was like, hey, maybe he can have a little oh, 11 games, no points. See you later down to the A. You go. Uh, Dominic Simone named up name number two. Eric Gustafson. Oh, was yes. born on March 14, 1992, and is a Swedish professional ice hockey defenseman currently for the New York Rangers of the NHL. He mm. previously played for the Blackhawks, the Flyers, the Habs, the Capitals, the Leafs, and of course your Calgary Flames in the 2019-20 season. Gustafson was entering the final year of his contract, was unable to keep his scoring pace from the previous season, adding six goals and 26 points in 59 games. And the Blackhawks were out of contention. So what did they do? They dealt him at the NHL trade deadline to the Flames. Do you remember for what, Matty? I have it right in front of me, so I don't want to ruin it. But yeah, it was a draft pick, wasn't it? Third round pick in 2020. I wonder what that turned out to be. It turned into Wyatt Kaiser, who's actually playing in their top six right now. He's a humongous defenseman. Oh, okay. It always works out for the Flames. Yeah. And the final name is uh, Derek Ryan. I don't know if Kaiser would be in the top six on a lot of teams. Okay. The Blackhawks. But yeah, good point. Uh, There's a lot of room now because uh, they don't have a forward. Uh, Derek uh, Allen Ryan was born on December 20, 1986, and is an American uh, professional ice hockey forward for the Oilers of the NHL. As an undrafted player, Ryan played four successful seasons for Canadian University Hockey and pursued a professional career in Europe before him making his NHL debut at 29. He signed with the Calgary Flames in July of 2018. There's your three names. Look at these three collection of fourth liners and third pair defensemen that you have assembled. Uh, has there ever been more of a power play grifter in oh. recent time than Eric Gustafson? Yeah, he is, again... Like that when he was on the Habs <laughs> during their run to the Stanley Cup final, oh, every like team they, he's ever they, been on, like every they just sneak deadline, him onto the yeah. ice for the power play because God, don't play five on five. You we can't can, have you. You out can there. almost guarantee it. Every power play, the team that is in a surefire playoff position with the worst power play is going to try and get this guy for a fifth round pick. Every single year, um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut all of you off right now here. Great. Dominic Simone, Eric Gustafson, Derek Ryan. Please, it has nothing to do with mothers. Please do not text okay, that in. Good. We're not going. Like, uh, uh, like sometimes I grab the low hanging fruit. Mm. Uh, I'm not, I'm not doing it here. We're not, we're not doing it here. There'll mm. be nothing to do with mothers <laughs> because there, there uh, are some good ones. If on you the guys text didn't line. know this, um, we're all from mothers. Mm. Well, that's a really good point by you. Yeah, Excellent it work. is. Are you ready for clue number one? Yeah. Hit me, bro. Um, GVP, please. If you will clue number one, are you a big DMB guy? Drum and bass, yeah. I've actually been listening to a lot of drum and bass lately. Uh, Dave Matthews Band? Oh, no. Do you know who is Jangle. a big Dave Matthews Band guy? Pat Steinberg? Yes, sir. Of course How did I know he that? Is. I didn't, like, I didn't know that, but I totally knew that when you just said it. He has been on over a dozen trips to the Gorge just to watch Dave Matthews play. Get out of here, really? He loves Dave Matthews. That's our boy, Patty uh, Steinberg. Dylan, uh, they're all hanging out in Pat's tickle chamber. What, what the hell does that mean? Um, and that sounds uh, horrifying. Dressing. 
Yeah. That's back in the campsite at the Dave Matthews Band Festival. It's oh, a little okay. different. It's the Pickle Chamber? No, Tickle, tickle. Chamber. Okay. That's yeah. the trunk. Never mind. The Pickle yeah. Chamber? <laughs> it was the Tickle Trunk. What's in the Pickle With Casey the, and Finnegan with Mr. Dress Up. What's the And chamber? Finnegan's head. Yeah. Finnegan said nothing. His head just moved up and down. Like the, the best. I could have been Finnegan. Yeah, exactly. Just move his head up and down. <laughs> what's, what's the Pickle Chamber, though? Yeah, I don't what? know. <laughs> Not today, Satan. Uh, this is Ants Marching by Dave Matthews. Ants band. Marching. Uh, they all they all hate ants. Mm. All of them dealt with an anthill over the summer. Ooh. Oh, we are going to have ants. Uh, nope. That's oh, not they what love picnics. <laughs> um, no, nope. that's not it. Dominic Simone, Eric Gustafson, you don't Derek know that, Ryan. Though. They could love picnics. You're right. They absolutely could. They all have something in common. We're playing Impossible Flames trivia, brought to you by our good friends at VK Brew Co. Wait, is ants marching relative, like picnics is the hint I'm supposed to take from that? Uh, there is a hint involved in this. Correct, Patrick? Ants marching. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Okay. You know the Good. answer. Yeah, yeah, I see that. But yeah. where's the oh oh ants? Okay, I get it now. Okay, ants, oh. ants, ants. Okay, what maybe ants? uncles. What are ants? All right, maybe uncles. Uh, hit number two. Go GVP. Uh, this is some bare naked ladies. Oh, th- this is easily one of the worst pulls you could have made for BNL. So many better songs than this. No, no. Uh, As someone who is a big fan. Yeah. Oh, is it relevant to what the song title is called? I don't even know what this is. Yes. What so, is this? Uh, this is um, Second Choice. BNL Second Choice. By the Bare Naked Ladies. Ah, Second Choice. Second Choice by the Bare Naked Ladies. Your understudy. Understudy to the understudy, maybe. Oh. Second Choice. Second Choice. Second Best, excuse me. Second Best. Se- second oh, it's called best. Second Best. Second oh, good. Best. Let me just make second sure. Second I- Best. Can we fact check that, please? It is. It's 100% second best. GVP, check second that for Yeah, okay. Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, 960, 960. Okay. Name. So, right and now, our location. hints are picnic and second best. Mm. Are they, oh, though? Dominic Simone, who's yep. a fifth round pick. Derek Ryan. And Gustafson's a fourth. And Derek, Derek Gustafson. Undrafted. Yeah. Ants. Am I supposed to think more about the ants? There's a bug going around, I'm There's sure, with a lot of people. Too. Are you ready for hint number flu? three? Wait, ants got me to flu? What the? Hint number three. This game, bro. You, you better text Dave Pinota. We're going to be late. Oh. Tell him, right. like, it'll be what? like 9 Okay, 10. what? <laughs> Give me their third hint. Zamboni. Zamboni. Zamboni oh, yeah. is hint number three. Oh, Jesse, you're getting close. Hint, right, don't look it. at Jesse. I want you. Uh, you know, I think we can give it to Jesse. Yeah, Jesse, you're the winner. Congratulations, Jesse. You oh, won. okay. You won Impossible Flames Hell trivia yeah. today. Plus, we got to go. Oh, okay, yeah. Right uh, they all played in a game with an e-bug. Yeah, they all played in a game or against, with and against an e-bug. You ready for the list? Uh, can I guess? Yeah. Uh, Who did Dominic Simone play with? Dominic Simone. I'm going to look back at his years here. Pittsburgh, Calgary, Calgary in 2020. I'm going to say uh, with the Flames against the Capitals. No, uh, he played um, against uh, Tom Hodges for the start as the Ducks. Uh, he played with the Ducks. Uh, Tom oh, okay. Hodges. 4 yeah, yeah. 2 Ducks 22. loss on April 29, 2022. Okay. Um, Eric Gustafson, uh, Scott Foster, who mm. was the e bug for the Hawks Beat in a 60 win. Yep. And uh, this one's a real. Uh, is it Jorge or George Alvis? He was the equipment manager for the Hurricanes who played. Almost eight seconds in a 3-1 Carolina loss on New Year's Eve 2016. Derek Ryan played in that game. I'm going to wow. guess it's George. Yeah. J-O-R. 
George or Jorge. George. Uh, congratulations, uh, Scott in Calgary. They all Jesse, in the game. Jesse. Jesse, sorry. That'd no. be Jesse. Jesse Scott. No, it's uh, congratulations, Jesse in Calgary. You won a $50 gift card from our good friends at VK Bruco and some swag. Impossible Flames trivia is brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm to table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from in house VK Bruco and Burwood Distillery, 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest, and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. You want to hear the intro again or no? Um, no. Hard pass. Okay. Speaking of e-bugs, um, in honor of uh, Dusty Nickel, which sounds like a fake name, but it's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was the e-bug for the Calgary Flames Monday night in that win over the mm-hmm. Golden Knights. We've asked you, what are the best fake e-bug names? Patrick, what is Texty McTexterson? Our Sportsnet 960, the fan texturing robot, have for us on the text line. Greg and Milo, Buck Stauber. Buck Stauber. Buck Stauber. Sounds like okay. Buck Stauber. It sounds like Bob Stauber. Uh, it does. <laughs> Bob Stauber. Or, or former LA Kims goalie Rob Stauber. I wonder who if had the best nickname, Stauber the Robber. I wonder if there's like a Puck Stauber that's like a like a yeah. parody account. Oh, that would be God. pretty good. I think you got to make it, Maddie. You got to make it. Gotta make it. Puck does, that, does that backup mm. goalie, is he okay with charging $90 for a hamburger because you got a new <laughs> rink? He hates it. Hates right. it. You got to deal with it. Forty in Fort Saskatchewan, Crent Braun. Crent Braun. Crent Braun. Crent Braun. Crent Braun. Was that from Forty in Fort Saskatchewan? Yeah. Okay. Crent Braun. Yeah. Hell yeah. I like 40 that. Forty in Fort Sask. Hell yeah. 40. How many Crents have you met in your life? Crent. Crents. Crent. Uh, zero, actually. Yeah. Believe it it's or like not. Like Lloyd Braun. Yeah. <laughs> Lloyd Braun. Yeah. Serenity now. Crent Insanity Braun. later. Crent Braun. Hmm. James in Cochrane. Dick Slick K M A N. Hey now. Sorry, what was that Bo- one? Dick Slickman. But it was like K M A N. It just it did it bad, but it was okay. Dick Slickman. Okay. Continue. Doug and Innisfail. Dust them off there, bud. Dust them off there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Can I hear that one again? Doug and Innisfail. Dust them off there, bud. Dust them off there, bud. Dustin Ofterbud. Yeah. Like, again, these, like, <laughs> Dustin lo- Ofterbud. Yeah. <laughs> a right, lot yeah. of these names, like, could double as, like, a name you'd sign into a hotel with yeah. or tell somebody at a bar. You're filming a late night film. Yeah. But we're going, <laughs> mm, but we're going, um, we're going e bugs. Terry in High River. Jacques Strap. Of course, the Jacques Strap. That's a classic. <laughs> Jacques Strap. It should be like Jacques Strape or something like that to yeah. make it sound more French on the yeah. end. We should get Julian to say that. <laughs> Jacques Strape. He would really hit that. Beijing Chestemir. Rusty Pipes. Rusty Pipes. It's not bad. I like <laughs> Who's uh, the emergency goaltender for the Calgary Flames this evening? Rusty, Rusty Pipes. Can you put your hands together for Rusty, Rusty Pipes? <laughs> okay. Entering Mike the and net. Coming Holy to the wall. stage. I, what? Uh, okay. Sorry. Mike in Midnapur, Holy Wall. Holy Wall. Holy Wall. How many holies have you met? Like Christoph Holy Wall. <laughs> Holy Wall? Yeah. Holy Wall? <laughs> Holy Wall. <laughs> Patrick. It's not bad. It's kind of good. I like that. Brian in Calgary, Jebediah Leather Legs. <laughs> Jebediah I'm always in leather. for a Jebediah. Jebediah yeah, Leather go. Legs. <laughs> By the way, how many Jebediahs have you met in your life? Uh, uh, zero. Yeah, yeah, Jebediah Leather Legs. That's I just know bad. them as Jebs. Yeah, yeah. They go by Jebs. Okay. Rick in Riverstone. Real guy Johnny Red Light McMahon. Real guy Johnny Red Light McMahon. Mm. Well, like uh, the legendary Andre Red Light Rassico. Oh yeah, yeah. Montreal <laughs> Canadiens backup to Patrick Waugh. 
because he got shelled by the Leafs <laughs> in his first start in the NHL. You got a nickname of Red Light. Yeah. You got prop. yeah. You got yeah. <laughs> you got prop. And what are the Joe? He you know his neck was so sunburned from the Red Light. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. Lloyd in Calgary, with thanks to Bart Simpson, huge ass. Uh, of course. All right. And last Keep going. One. <laughs> last one. Eric in Ranchlands, Blocker McGavin. Nice. That's a sweet Good. handle. Blocker McGavin. <laughs> Starting tonight for your Calgary Flames, Blocker <laughs> McGavin. Can I uh, address something that we've heard on the text line a couple times today? Is uh, it the Jesus saves? No. This is okay. uh, from Mike, a confused senior in Huntington. <laughs> Where in the hell did this e-bug phrase emerge from? I'm 65 years old, never heard this term in my life before, and now you guys are using it like it's a universal word. It started when we saw these in the NHL a handful of years ago. Yeah, when it's David Ayers took goaltender. a goaltender. Emergency backup goaltender. Okay. I have one more. All right. A bug name, Jack Campbell. Oh, boy. Shot at poor <laughs> Jack Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> More of that. <laughs> All right, uh, let's wrap up uh, today's I love edition. The, I just love the Eric Carlson laugh. So much. <laughs> yeah. It sounds so natural. Have you heard the whole clip? No, I haven't heard oh, the whole clip. GVP, do you have the whole clip? How long is it? It's like seven seconds long. Okay, all right. It's he's very excited about something that I don't necessarily know he should be like exuberantly excited about, but. One hit wonder. One hit wonder. He was doing this like Penguins media thing where he's shooting pucks into a dryer like Sidney Crosby. With oh, one of Crosby's right. old sticks, and he got it in on the first try. And one hit wonder. One hit wonder. Great. He's just so happy with himself. One hit wonder. Um, speaking of uh, dudes from that part of the world. <laughs> Uh, Eric Carlson yeah, uh, he is from, from Sweden. Uh, Maddie, you're going skiing uh, coming uh, up. Yeah. Have you ever done the cross country skiing? No, Are you a big cross country no. skier? No, I you're like, like an elite no. athlete where you're no. going, you know, 15 no. to 20 kilometers. I am using gravity to my advantage rather than fighting against it. My parents love it and they've tried to get me out and I went, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's great uh, aerobic activity, great yeah. for your health. Yeah, sure. Um, they also, they also, same way a, running is. You'll never catch me running. It's, it's also a very serious sport. Like, there, there's Olympic gold medals at stake, oh, there's yeah. World Cup races. Well, there was a race in, uh, in Finland uh-huh. last weekend. Okay. In uh, Ruka. Ruka. Uh, Ruka. I think I'm saying that right. Okay. Uh, Ruka. Ruka, Finland is uh, inside the Arctic Circle. It gets a little chilly. Yeah, up I would there. assume. Uh, in that, in and around that area. Well, there was a uh, 20 kilometer main event in cross country skiing. And unfortunately, a skier from Sweden, uh, Kale Halverson, and uh, a Finnish uh, skier named uh, Remy Lindholm, don't know if there's any relation <laughs> oh, to mm-hmm. Elias Lindholm, uh, both had an issue after competing in the race, uh, which went to minus 15 degrees Celsius. Okay, good. So, I don't know if you ever watched cross-country skiing. Those dudes were like a leotard because mm-hmm. it's more aerodynamic. It's not really that warm. It, yeah. Like, the, there is warmth built in, mm-hmm. but it gets a little chilly. Okay. Apparently, it got really chilly. Okay. Um, Speaking to a Swedish outlet, uh, Expressen, uh, 34-year-old Halverson said um, it was so cold, he, quote, I have a frozen my blank. Oh. Mm. For real. Mm. 
Damn, mm. <laughs> I had to lie in the warm-up tent for 10 minutes to warm it up. Oh, A specific appendage uh, just on males. Mm-hmm. We can say it. Just a body part. Yeah, um, his pee-pee. He froze his pee-pee. Um, he wasn't the only one who froze his pee-pee. You made it so much worse by saying it. I like it. Uh, Remy Lindholm yeah. also required treatment after the game. Quote, he told the media they were asked about his frozen penis, and he said, <laughs> quote, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Okay. It's yeah. bad. <laughs> it's bad. Sorry, dog. Like <laughs> those vibes are no. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna say like you made your bed. Now you gotta sleep in it. But you gotta I'm, ask. What you, you made your bed. Yeah, now you, you gotta, gotta sleep get, in it. Like what did you expect to happen? I'm new to Alberta. I, I I went through the winter last year. It gets a little chilly here. Have you ever suffered from frozen penis? No, I have no, not no, suffered from frozen penis. But I appreciate year. you asking. Th- now what? what, what there's only one say? question left. Not this year. Wait, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, <laughs> hit the brakes. What did you just say? Uh, apparently, it takes at least 10 minutes to thaw out. Oh, it's 10? That's not bad. That burn's probably going to suck, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, All right. Again, I'm going home. We keep it classy on this <laughs> no, show. No, we don't. That's... What do you got coming up on Mucho Big uh, show? David Pena, the old uh, fourth period. The guy's, the guy's dialed. He is dialed. A lot of, a lot of, a lot a lot of news. Flames talk? We, we got Flames. We got, obviously, Patty Kane signing. Gonna, we got gonna, Corey Perry's dismissal. Are you going to talk about frozen penises? If David wants to talk about frozen penis, then we could talk about okay. frozen penis. All right. A couple Swedes on here. They might know about something about that. <laughs> right. Okay, bye. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> bye. Hopefully. It's Flames game day tomorrow. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, congratulations. Who won? Jesse. Jesse. Congratulations. Jesse in Calgary. $50 to VK Bruco. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog.